Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Shara McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, located on the South Shore, and I have been working as a full-time realtor and sales and marketing consultant for home buyers and home sellers for the past 15 years. My unique approach to assisting my clients to the next chapter of their lives is driven by being a team player and by offering them continuous training, education, advising, and mentoring. Every week, I will be providing you with real estate topics ranging from home buyer and home seller advice, legal matters, insurance binders, flood insurance concerns, home inspection questions, environmental worries like radon, lead paint, and mold, mortgages and loan programs, staging tips and ideas, real estate contracts, market trends, home values, and more. It's a talk radio show, and you can follow along online. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781 837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. If you missed any of our shows, you can listen on my podcast at talkrealestateradio.com. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me regarding your home sale or your home purchase, you can connect with me anytime at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. Oh, hello, everybody. <laughs> Sorry, it was a little bit of a weird transition. We were having a little bit of the technical difficulties over here, but we... The computer we, wanted to update. Yeah, the computer wanted to update, uh, you know, at the worst time possible. So, anyways, um, you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable with Boston Connect Real Estate's broker team. My name is Melissa Wallace, and I am joined in studio with the one, the only, Sharon McNamara. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. And I guess the one and only, Mary Baker, as well. Actually, there's a lot Actually, of there's okay, a one of many Mary E. Baker school in Brockton. There is, there is. I'm every familiar with it. I, every friend that I have drives by and goes, is this you? I go, mm, no. Yeah. <laughs> My middle name is C. It, it could be one of your middle names. That would mean that there's a famous uh, Mary Baker somewhere. Somewhere. Mary yeah, E. Baker. Um, and then we have Dustin Hughes joining us through Zoom in Boston. Hello, Dustin. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Hello, uh, you on vacation. Oh, on vacation. I, I, let's all take a vacay. I was actually, Where the heck are we going to go? I was talking to um, someone, a girlfriend of ours um, recently, and she went to Aruba. And she actually said, just came back. She's adopting a dog from Aruba. She said <laughs> it's like the safest place to go. She I've heard other people say that. And she's like, it's so safe. If you're thinking about going anywhere, that's where you need oh, to go. Yeah. I just had a friend who went there for three weeks. Do you mind if Mark and I leave on Friday for his yeah. birthday? I'll surprise him. Ooh. Go right ahead. All right. Yeah, so you guys hold down the fort. I'm going to Aruba. Actually enjoy it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mark, if you're listening, guess what? We're going to happy Aruba birthday. on Friday. <laughs> um, so anyways, happy new year, Ben. And a happy new year to you ladies and Dustin <laughs> all around. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, so tonight we are going to uh, sort of take up where we left off last we week. We had such a fun time last week. Yeah, talking about all the numbers and data and statistics and, you know, how everything went in real estate. I really enjoyed last week's show too, by the way, just sort of reminiscing about some of our past shows. It was actually um, it was actually a nice show. Yeah, it was kind of nice to see where we came from and where we're ending up right now. Mm. So one of the things that we always do is we come up with um, our word for the year Right. So like I think last year my word might have been present. Was it present for last year? I think so, yeah. 
I had no other choice but to be present. Present in <laughs> the moment. Had nowhere to go. Um, but this year... So you manifested all of this. <laughs> yeah, it was all my fault. Um, but this year, I was between two words. I talked to you and Dustin about this earlier. I don't know if Melissa could hear me or if she was downstairs. So I'm between two words. But hey, who says I can't have two, right? There's no rules. Um, so my word for the year that's really sort of resonating with me is embrace. Mm. Right. So I want to embrace what life brings me. I want to embrace changes in our world, whether they're good, bad, or indifferent. I want to embrace, you know, um, challenges. Challenges. I want to embrace, you know, even like good rewards and yeah. embrace things that are, um, you know, just unexpected. Unexpected. Yeah. So I want to embrace, you know, the indifferences in people and embrace people's, you know, quirks, quirks and challenges and maybe try to help them, which brought me to my other word, which is rise. Because, you know, we have up on um, upstairs uh, where our offices are, it's um, we rise by lifting others, which really is resonating with me this year, too. Mm -hmm. So I think rise, you know, rising above sort of like the negativity of COVID and all that other stuff and rising above, you know, the struggles in different industries and real estate and small businesses and things like that. And just rising to lift others, just to lift others. So that's what I want to do in 2021. How about you guys? I didn't really think of a word. Mary, do you have a word? I, so I'm stuck. I want a word that means mental fortitude. And that's just strength in and of itself, but it's mental strength to accept the things that you can't change. So kind Mm -hmm. of like embracing. It's it's, um, a lot about being um, confident in who you are and kind of Mm -hmm. um, standing standing your ground and just and just being more mentally strong. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't and not to say that I'm mentally weak. I don't think I am, (laughs) but I think I could practice better habits to control my thoughts and, and help mm-hmm. therefore control my environment. Yeah. Um, so that's what I'm, I'm looking for a word. If anybody has one out there, please feel free to call in and let me know. Some mental thinking. fortitude. Mental resilience. Oh, resilience. Oh. There you, you go. You Are you Googling Google that? that? Are you on like the Scrabble dictionary? No, I wish I was playing Scrabble. Resist, <laughs> resilience. resilience. That's a I good like one. That one. Okay. I was going to say grit. Well, that I have grit. Yeah, you I'm have a, grit. I'm, I'm a little toughy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about okay. you? I don't know. I'm really, I'm really trying to think right now. All right. Well, you I, I, I wasn't prepared for this. I didn't. Yeah. Have a whole I show. didn't know. What about you, Dust? Yeah, I went there with Mel. I'll report back to you at seven. Okay. 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 So All stay right. tuned. We're gonna find Benjamin, out. Benjamin, you Mel have time and... to think about it. Okay. <laughs> oh, he probably took off again every time. <laughs> every time I talk to every time I try to talk to Ben, he's like down the hallway doing something else. His, he's his, his he's word, in the kitchen. His word for 2021 is gonna be presence. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to be present. Um, so, all right, Dustin, do you want to sort of get us sort of on track? And Mel, we're all over Facebook and everything. Yeah, we are um, all over Facebook. So you can go to, if you're friends with Sharon Costa McNamara on Facebook, you can go to McNamara Broker Team's Facebook page, Boston Connect Real Estate on Facebook. Um, but if you want to call in and talk with us too, we would love that as well. So you can call Ben at the studio, 781-837-4900. Um, and you can, you know, call us, tell us hi. What's your New Year's resolution? What's your word? Yeah. If you have call a word, tell, us, yeah, what tell word. us what your word is. Maybe you can help Melissa and Dustin figure theirs out. Help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's my word, help. 
that's well, just it. I just other, need help. The other thing too is, is I brought, again, we're only talking about this stuff because it's the first uh, show of the new year, 2021. And um, Melissa and I were out the other day. We were in, did we get this at Staples? Maybe? Staples, yep. At Staples, there was a book and I loved it. It just says, be kind, a year of kindness, one week at a time. So I figured we do the show once a week. Um, so... I just like this, like be supportive, listen, pay it forward, say thank you, be nice online, mentor someone, compliment someone, take someone to lunch. Let's start with the basics, the ABCs of kindness, action intended to benefit the recipient, typically accompanied by an emotional component. So um, just, you know, every every week, I guess I'll just give you a little something like that. So that to book get, has to stay here then, so yeah, we remember. Yeah, together our ripples of kindness can create massive waves of change kindness.org i'm wearing wave earrings right oh, now weird okay that's all i got <laughs> <laughs> Go all right all right dusty cool yes no we will try that we'll try so we are going to talk numbers again kind of continue on from last week a lot of stats from 2020 kind of rounding up where we were where we are today where we might be this next 12 months i think the beautiful thing about numbers, which I love, is that they do not lie. I think what I also like is that they don't always tell the whole story. <laughs> okay. So it's good. Interpretation. It's, it's a great place to start politics, real estate, sports, whatever it is. There are answers with numbers, but you can't always trust them. <laughs> so let's start with the big ones. Last time we gave you guys an opportunity to make some guesses, see where we're at, and we're going to do the same thing today. Okay. So we're dealing with single-family homes in Plymouth County in the year 2020. So if we start with total listings over the entire year, last year in 2019, or two years ago, I should now say, we were at 8,133. Okay. That trend was pretty similar, 2016 through 2019, 8,300, 8,100, 8,200, and again, 8,133. Mary, 2020. 2020 is is this cheating because i kind of remember from last week no that's okay that's the point resilience um, <laughs> um i think i think we're like 8105 sharon uh i'm gonna go with 8150 no where are we um, units listed, is that correct? That is correct. Um, I'm going to do 8,050. 8,050? 8, yeah. All right. The answer drum, is? Drum roll, please. We're going to have to wait. Did your computer <laughs> crash? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not funny, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> going to say, this, this is not a good kickoff to 2021. No, it really isn't. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'll behave myself. <laughs> no, seriously, if anybody cares to know, that is my actual ringtone for my phone. Is it really? Because I, I believe I live in the twilight zone. <laughs> <laughs> Little known facts. Anyways. Should we uh, talk about something else then? Have you thought your word <laughs> yet? Um, I don't know. I think uh, is um, out there. Is she going to give you a word? Yeah, she's trying to give me words, uh, but I don't know. Her word is calm. <laughs> That's <laughs> my word for 2021. Breathe. That's um, a good one, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, and then now she's talking, but she thinks that she knows the answer to the question. But oh. um, she, well, she, she took week. notes from last week. Well, yeah, one she, of the things is. that I, I Dustin put together for us too is, you know, different topics for us to discuss with these numbers. And it says the first significant drop over the past five years. Do you? Oh, so it dropped. So it's I. My, I'm changing my number. Seven thousand. No. Yep. Do you think we need to continue to harp on this about low inventory? Do you think we need to continue to harp on it? I don't know if we're harping on it. I think it's just what's happening, right? I think it's the world that we live in and we're finally feeling the, uh, I feel like we haven't felt the effects greater than we have this year, mm -hmm. but it is the reality of the past several years in the market. Mm -hmm. So, so I, think, I think the next question on that is if, if we're not harping on COVID, Again, from our experience, is there anything that we think contributed to a lower number of inventory, which I do have the answer now if anyone wants it. What is the answer? <laughs> 7,118, down 12% from the prior year. Oh, yeah, down 12%. What'd you say, Melissa? I said 8,050. Oh, Melissa got it. Yeah. So we were down 12%. How many units is that? Anyways. 1,000. A thousand units. So a thousand fifteen. So I think that part of it is I think I feel like we were still in the situation of low inventory because people have no place to go. I think that that's sort of where our bottleneck is. Well, that go. We talked about this on our new construction show too. Mm -hmm. you, you shared some stats from Lawrence Young, who was saying that. Um, in 2020, new construction was on the rise at least 20%, and then it's projected for 2021 to go up an additional 21%. Yeah. So that just goes to prove the low inventory is being created by not enough homes for yeah. people to go into. Well, and here's the other thing. We're back at the round table here. So um, if you have any questions for us, 781-837-4900. Again, you're listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable here, uh, sponsored with uh, Boston Connect Real Estate and the McNamara Broker Team. But think about this, how many, the new construction, like you, you don't just snap your fingers and new construction is there, right? Mm -hmm. So it Not takes anymore. a while and it's a process, especially with everything with inventory and, you know, just laborers and everything else. It's taking a longer time for new construction. With that said, there's also like a, a lower inventory of land that's available, right? Mm -hmm. But how many do we have under agreement right now in Copperwood Circle? Between uh, Copperwood and Bristol. You're, you're putting me on the spot here. Let me see. Um, so I'm just trying to make a point. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. <laughs> we have 11. All right. So we have 11. No, 12. 12 properties, units. reservations, 12 units, reservations. Those homes will be built and completed this year. Yes. Of those 12, do you know how many of them have a house to sell? Um, I would know. None of them currently have a house to sell because they've already sold their houses. See, this is where yeah. we're going to run into a problem. That that was exactly what my point is. So we're probably going to have lower, we could potentially have lower inventory next year because those 12 people are already in this number because they sold their house in 2020. I see what you're So I, they're going to be moving into their new house, but we're not going to feel the emptiness of the house that they're in leaving 2021. in 2021. So it doesn't help the inventory crisis that we're going to feel for 2020. No. The new just, construction is catching up to last year's numbers. Gotcha. So we potentially might have lower inventory, inventory next year. Next year. Because this year. 
this, this year. year. Yeah, 2021. Yep, I keep on forgetting. Because, th- and that's what we sort of need. And what I always say about like this bottleneck is we need the new construction. So the person who had, so these are bigger homes that we have, right? So yeah. now they're selling their, let's say their second home, maybe the capes or the smaller colonials, mm-hmm. right? To move into these new construction homes because they're big yeah. homes. We need those ones to empty up for the people who are in the ranch or the very small capes to go into yep. that smaller colonial, right? Yeah. But we can't, there's no movement. I see. Yeah. And then the people who are in like the condos to move into the small ranch or the first time home buyers to move into the smaller ranch or the smaller, let's even say price point, 350 to 450 price point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's nowhere for anybody to go. And then you think about our boomer clients who are in the, probably like the bigger four bedroom colonials, where are they going to go? Because it doesn't make sense for them to sell and have to spend more money to get into a 55 plus development condo. And, or even a small ranch right now is yeah, not necessarily affordable they, in some towns. No, they're not making lateral moves. Mm-hmm. They're better off staying where they are. Mm-hmm. So right now, new construction is catching up to the inventory already sold. I wonder if it would be interesting to try and figure out if the rate at which people are moving out of Massachusetts to New Hampshire, because uh, there's, there's a lot, a lot of new construction in New yeah. Hampshire, a ton of new construction in mm. Maine. Same thing down in the South. They're always, they're, they seem to constantly be producing and yeah. maybe not be as hit the same way we are. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if there was ever a way to figure out stats on what the rate of people moving out of our state is. Well, and that's and another very is. good point too, is think about the opportunities for people now that working remotely is the new norm. Uh, so these companies in Boston that are realizing, hey, we don't need this brick and mortar, people are going to be able to move anywhere. So one of Casey's uh, roommates, um, MK, who's from New York, um, Long Island. Her family's from uh, Long Island, but she just got married, actually. Um, her Congrats, husband. MK. Yeah, her, she got engaged the same week as Casey, and then she just got married last week. Um, he's in the military, so I think he's being deployed. I don't know. Do you know that, Dustin? Is he being deployed? I, I do not know. Okay. So I think he's being deployed or something, but they got married, and then they're going to do a bigger something later. But she's in Georgia. She just interviewed at the company that one of our agents wife's works at Katie Mahoney. Oh, yeah. So um, Casey asked me to reach out to Katie to see if her company was hiring because they do everything remote and MK ended up getting the job. Nice. Yeah, which is nice. But think about that. She's in Georgia. This company is from the Boston area. Mm-hmm. So I think that you might see a lot of that. Why would people, I'm not encouraging people leaving Massachusetts, but honestly, if you do you think that that could potentially be the new wave that people are going to leave here and move to New Hampshire or the move to work from home remote, like our work remotely wave that's been coming gradually and COVID just kind of pushed everybody into it. So that potentially could bring our inventory up if that happens, because now we'll be selling okay. people's houses here Bold so they prediction? can move to New Hampshire. Full prediction? I don't know. It could go that way. I mean, it's a round table here. We've been right in the past. <laughs> I just sort of went off. Aren't you glad I'm back? (laughs) (laughs) All right, go ahead, Dustin. I was just going to add to that. The the further we go down through these numbers, the more everyone, not that maybe don't already know, but it just becomes very clear that Boston, the greater Boston area, is an incredibly, incredibly competitive place to look for real estate. And what what we assume to be the norm and we deal with is is not. On a national average, this is not 
even remotely close. So again, even if it's just New Hampshire, Maine, there's a big difference. Yeah. In Vermont, I think that the taxes are a lot higher in Vermont, but I would like, I, I would like to do that. When I was looking for, so Stanley and... I thought you were talking about moving move to Vermont. I was like, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, I would. I would like to move to Vermont, I think. Well, I would like to get, I would like to get a farm and, um, you know, um, I, I don't know. I could probably learn how to make soap or something. <laughs> Dustin can teach you how to make candles. Sharon's making yeah. soap. Dustin's making candles. You can open up a gift shop up there. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can make bread or something. My, uh, my, my neighbor makes bread. Bread in her bread bowl? Yeah, yeah we just needed to get our hands on a mature sourdough a sourdough yeah <laughs> yeah if anybody out there has a mature sourdough i just learned about this <laughs> phenomenon it's so disgusting in my opinion but uh we would like a piece of your sourdough 781 <laughs> you can tell me all about what this is off that's how you get the sourdough to grow like you take a piece of it and you give it to you and then you continue and then you separate it and that's how it grows sourdough it's okay we'll, we'll talk after apparently you keep it underneath your sink interesting <laughs> okay we talked about what was listed okay go ahead again single family total property sold in the year 2020 going back to 2016 similar to listed super consistent 6100 6100 6000 6000 sharon where are we for 2020 the same one last week. how can i not remember one week <laughs> i'm gonna say that's um, why i had absolutely no problem breaking these out again <laughs> yeah okay i'm gonna say 6400 so units sold 6400 yeah okay mel um i'm gonna go with I can't part my notes um 6500 <sighs> i'm gonna say 6501. 6,050. <laughs> 6,171. You guys overshot a little bit, but I think uh, kind sure. of persuaded. What's incredible is to be that consistent year over year, despite being down 12% of the number of listings. Yeah, because buyers are settling. Right? Mm -hmm. doesn't, that, doesn't that tell you that? They well, didn't walk away. They just settled. I guess I guess I see your point there. So rather rather than waiting for the inventory to come on that they wanted mm -hmm. per se, they just bopped into whatever they could get their hands on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also they could still be like the property might have been listed last year or the year before and just didn't sell. Or like I came back on the market. Yeah, certainly. Or What's the increase there? What's the percentage? 1%. It's almost okay. spot on exactly. Okay. I I think the other thing we're talking about an incredibly expensive market to be in 2020 came around and with interest rates despite maybe you know certain populations being out of work or kind of being in a tough spot people's purchasing power drastically increased mm -hmm. they, absolutely the interest rates being so low i mean so, the buying power in and of itself what you could afford in you know 20 2019 is drastically different from what you can afford in 2020 and probably going to be in 2021. Say that again? We're just talking about the interest rates being low. Oh yeah, but they were low 2019, right? Not, not as low. So I mm -hmm. bought in 2019. Did I buy in 2019? Maybe I bought in 2018. I can't remember. I think remember. you bought in 2018. Well, maybe I did, 2018 and I was at a 4.5% 4. 
2.5. And you just refinanced? And then just re refied for 2.75. That's what I am. 2.75? Mm -hmm. You've been there for a while, though. Oh, you yeah. Got, you got lucky one year. Years, yeah. I think if you want to if you want to speculate and maybe talk about why, you know, there's less inventory, maybe people are a little on edge, not really wanting to go through the process right now. I think if you're in the market to buy, I think kind of that nervousness could, like you said, make you settle or kind of push you to, to ensure you're closing someone thing because you don't want to linger on potentially with no relief. And it was an election year. So that always tends to make people a little bit uneasy going into mm -hmm. the new year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so going back to Sharon's point of settling and or just. Let, know, I should do this now because I don't know what's going to happen next year. Yeah. Highly, right? highly yeah. to get into something yeah. this year, maybe more so than they were in prior years. Mm -hmm. I think we're finding all the answers. <laughs> it's like light dawned on Marblehead. Mm -hmm. Lawrence yeah. Young, where are you? Call us. Lawrence, <laughs> we'd love to know our insight. <laughs> All right, the next one we have is average days on market. And before we do this one, can one of you explain why this isn't always a great stat, maybe for a specific property? Okay. I could. Who wants to? Sharon, you've got the best analogy. All right. I was so, going to say, I feel like I, I think of this because you told me it. Okay. So it's all you. So I think that the average days on market, which we sometimes see as DOM. And the reason why I thought of this is because I was doing a comparative market analysis for somebody before. This was maybe several years ago. And the person was asking me questions. And you can always tell when they have other agents there before you. You know what I mean? And again, not competition, colleagues. You know what I mean? So... I'm okay with that. In fact, I encourage it, right? So I know, I remember the person saying to me, um, so what is your average days on market? And I was like, nobody asks that question, really. Yeah. Like I've been doing this for almost 20 years. I got that question once, right? So I said, um, well, I don't have that statistic. I don't base my you know, value on numbers. I base it on how happy my clients are, but I'm happy to look that number up for you. And I said, is that something that's really important to you? And they said, they came out and told me that that's the other thing too, is like a lot of the people I know that I'm going to, so they tell me everything anyways. And they said, well, there was another agent that I interviewed that basically said that you have a very high days on market. So I went back and looked at my days on market because I really wasn't looking at it. Well, we do have a very high days on market statistic and it's for a couple of reasons. One is when we list a home and let's just say it's a resale home and it we get an accepted offer on it. The way that it used to be is once you, you could only make it under agreement, which once you made it under agreement, it stopped the clock. So the days on market clock, then they brought in contingent. So then the contingent didn't necessarily stop the clock, mm -hmm. but it, it kept your days on market going. For us as a team, we don't mark our homes as under agreement until we have the purchase and sales agreement signed. And in some instances, like now they only give you two weeks to do that. But honestly, I would like to wait until I got the commitment letter, even though sometimes that could be a week or a day before closing because it isn't sold <laughs> until it's sold. And I would rather continue to get people to call us on it just in case something did fall apart, right? Yes. Okay, so that's one reason. The other reason is we do a lot of new construction. So Copperwood started two, three years ago? Three, three years ago. Three years ago in February was when Shovel went into ground basically. Mm -hmm. And we had them listed in MLS. So 
if we have models that are constantly in there, they've been in there for three years, we have a very high days on market statistic. So days on market meaning, and when Sharon start, um, is saying stop the clock, um, what stopping the clock means. So if you put your house on the market um, one day and then in two weeks you get an accepted offer, your days on market, if you go straight to under agreement, is 14 days. Mm -hmm. um, and then what she's saying, like with us, with new construction, we don't mark in MLS under agreement until we sign a purchase and sale. And for some houses, some lots, mm -hmm. we might list several lots at a time. It could take up to six months or a mm -hmm. year or two years to sell out all of those lots in a 34 lot community. Mm -hmm. So we could have rather than having a two week day on market statistic, we could potentially have a 600 yeah. day, day. And that's why we don't really put a lot of value into it. Yeah. And the other thing too is, is I, everybody markets in a different way. And I'm not saying our way is better than anybody else's way of doing that. But I know like sometimes people, if you see like the for sale sign out and then two days later, you see a sold sign out, right? Too late. I don't like that one so much, I but I mean, you know what? Everybody has different approaches, right? Different marketing styles. I get that. And I am going to embrace everybody's style style, and it's Me their too. style. But for me, I just feel like once you put, you know, a sold sign out there, you're also indicating to the rest of the world, you'll never have an opportunity to have this house until it comes on the market again. But if it does fall apart, Mary, we've had transactions that have fallen apart two weeks before closing because somebody mm -hmm. lost their job, mm -hmm. you know? So I would rather just say, you know, sale pending or under agreement or something, but not until the purchase and sales agreement is signed. Yeah, I completely agree. So um, I do know that it was a company that I did work for. I won't say which one, but that was what they had trained. Like I was in training and that's what they said to do is like, as soon as you have something, an accepted offer on something, you put the sold sign out there. To stop the clock. It, yeah, one, but like put the sold sign out on the sign because then everybody's going to think that you're the best realtor around because you got that house sold in so quickly. But it's not sold until the day you get to the registry of deeds. And then when you, it's kind of embarrassing when you have to take the sold sign down, <laughs> don't you think? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> like, you go in there with your tail between your legs, like, oh, I got to take down this sign. <laughs> That's funny. So, all things considered, I think on a scale this large, I think it is a number that indicates possibly where we are or how the market was. So again, from 2016 to 2019, average days on markets, 90, 69, 62, 64. What do you got for us, Mel? Um, do I think that it's higher or lower? Uh, maybe lower. Average days on markets. Um, I'm going to say 55. Oh, What do you got, Mary? Uh, 52. 56. Let's go, Mel. 55. 55. Oh, your mother has the notes from last week, and she's telling you. That was, no, <laughs> she's actually texting me that Kim and Kanye are getting divorced. Oh. <laughs> Break you heard it here Breaking on WATD. <laughs> it's spreading like wildfire, apparently. That's good. I mean, down 14%. Yeah, no, you're right. Down 14%. Down 14% from the previous year. I mean, it, it was certainly a busy summer and you could feel it and transactions were going very quickly. It was crazy. But it was... This year was maddening. I mean, it was... It crazy. was, yeah, it, but it was a good hectic. Mm-hmm. 
hey, I'd rather it be fast than, you know, sitting on a listing. Oh, six months. I mean, 2016 is essentially almost twice as long. And I would not want to run through all of our transactions again for twice as long. There you go. Yep. This is another many transactions. Say that again. How about twice as many transactions in the same amount of time? Would you rather? Yeah, no. Um, yeah. 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 There's like. We could do it. As crazy as the transactions are, the quicker, the quick and painless get them over with, the ones that drag on are the ones that get to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Price changes in 2020. This is another one where if you're looking at it in each specific property, it doesn't tell the whole story. Sellers are different. They're looking for different things. They have different timelines. It's not an indicator of the value of the house. But I think as a whole, what we'll see here is some pretty telling information. So single family homes with Plumas County that had a price change, 2016, 2,900, 2017, 2,900, 2018, 3,000, 2,900, and 2019. Where are we at for 2020? Mary. I'm gonna go out on, why, why, oh, you already have the answers. I was like, why can't you guess? Um, (laughs) I'm gonna go out on a limb and say 28. No, three thousand. Is this price change? Yeah. Price change. Mm. Three thousand. I'm Share. gonna go twenty seven hundred. Um, price changes. Yeah, I'm gonna do twenty six hundred. One thousand five hundred and nineteen. Wow. wow, that shows how fast the market was. Well, there was no need for a price change. That's down forty eight percent. No need for a price change, and again, it's. I would love to know what the percentage of houses were, and I've probably looked at sold above asking or above listing price because it wouldn't seem like in the summer was the majority of them. Mm. Oh, we could do a whole average um, area market survey for sale to list price ratio for Plymouth County. Yep, uh, find that out. A, that's another a price change. I don't even think cross our minds once from May to August. No, on any of our listings, it was. It was it was literally uh, a seller put a house on the market and whether it, the value was there or not at a certain time, buyers were going after it and they were fighting over it. Mm-hmm. And that's lit- that's what that's what I was seeing as a buyer's agent. I'm like, I'm like I can't reasonably tell you that this house is worth this, mm-hmm. but what are you emotionally valuing this property at? And we've done a mm-hmm. whole show on that, so I'm actually yep. now not surprised whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It goes back to when we had shows and I was saying there's the um, appraised value. There's the market value. So the appraised value is what the appraiser gives from the bank. The um, market value is what we feel as, as agents and marketers, how much the home is worth based on the numbers we're seeing and maybe, you know, swaying it up or down, whichever way we feel the market is to sort of potentially make up that market. And then there was the emotional, which was through the roof this year. I've never seen anything like it. No, but the thing is, is you have to be very careful with that emotion because we're using the last six months of data, right? So the last six months of sold, we have no idea which way the market is going to go come April. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking about coming on the market for 2021, you should be calling us now 
to do an analysis on your home. Thousand percent. So you might want to be the first one to come on the market so you can pick up some of those comps at the end of the last six months. Yeah, end of the summer. Don't wait until April. No one cares if the grass is green or the flowers <laughs> are budding. They just want to get a property and they'll probably be willing to pay more for it now than they will be potentially they if that once the, coming on. Well, well once once the numbers go down, right? Let's oh, let's talk about where we are right now. Current listings today, again, over the last four years prior, we we're at 1,160, 1,080, 1,150, and 926. Sharon, where do you think well, we are? This is year to date? Nope, this is today. Total active listings. Today. Oh, total active listings in today Plymouth, in, in Plymouth, Plymouth County? In Plymouth County, single family homes. Uh, I will say... Hmm. I wish we had Jeopardy music. Um, I'm going to be terrified of this one. Eight, 865. Um, I'm doing, I'm doing 890. I'm going to say 750. And I think it's even lower than that. I'm being conservative. 309. Oh, I was going to say 500. 309. Wow. Wow, we are not good at this. <laughs> but I that, I mean, 500. I should have said that. Three. No, I, I, I think, Mel, that point goes to show you have, you have three people who are eating, sleeping, breathing real estate, very much consumed it, have full understanding of what's going on and have been telling everyone about how little inventory there is. But I don't think anyone is really grasping where we're at. Mm -hmm. You'd be, it would be crazy to guess further than where you guys were at. Down 66%. Yeah, that's, I, I knew it. I was like, I know it's gonna be even even less than that because we're in MLS every day. And there is not, I mean, I checked just for Pembroke today. I think one rental came on. I checked for all of the South Shore as a, as, as a whole earlier. And I'm not seeing anything new. Like maybe five houses a day, if that. Hmm. If, and kind of, what are you going through short. day to day from being in the summer representing a lot of buyers and having this immense competition and kind of the whirlwind of a market and a whole new challenge now with just essentially really nothing to choose from? It's so frustrating. I, I, I sympathize with buyers more so than I probably ever have um, because there was, it, it was almost, they took every, a lot of our buyers, they heated everybody, all of our advice and sold their properties because that's exactly what you should do if you want to be competitive in today's market. And now they're sitting through this lull. Thankfully, they're all in great positions, but they're sitting through this lull where the inventory is just isn't coming on. They have the opportunity to wait, but it's frustrating because the second um, a viable property comes on in any of the markets that we're in, there's not them, but 20 other buyers who are just waiting in the wings for it, for something. It's it's So it's with the tough. current listings on that, for like 2016, there was 1,169 current listings. So what did you do? Just go into MLS and you just did that date, like today's date? Yep, you can find it in the same area market reviews. It will say, I can't remember exactly where we're at. Yeah. Okay. But list just listing inventory for today. Okay. Hmm. That's interesting because that could that if it's active, none of them are contingent or anything. Like that number's like 
scarily low. I mean, it really is saying like how much, because we're in January already. So our spring market starts the first weekend after February, the first, second weekend in yeah, February after Super Bowl. People. Like there's no way. Well, I've been saying, and, and uh, this is just a feeling that I have, if we don't start to see it pick up immediately, I know we always say like, wait, Febu February, we start to see things kind of trickle on. And then by March, we're in full spring um, mode. But if I, I truly feel if we don't start to see more inventory coming on in January, that it's going to take a lot longer for it to pick up. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I just have this feeling. Mm. Um, dun, dun, I said dun. that to you the other day. Remember, you said, I think it's going to take us a little while. Mm -hmm. Like it's like you noticed a lull. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I'm feeling it through. I feel like we're going to feel it. So, along those, what are you going to say, Mel? I wasn't going to say anything. Oh, okay. What do you want to say? Um, I would love to continue on with this. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, are just as amazed about right. No, yes. Along those same lines, we have absorption rate. It's a term primarily used in real estate. It really essentially evaluates the rate at which available homes are sold in a specific period of time. So it just calculates what was sold over what was remaining. Mm -hmm. And so the big thing to know here is traditionally absorption rate above 20% seller's market, anything below 15% usually is a buyer's market. Circling back to what we were talking about, Massachusetts, if we go through the last four years, 44%, 47, 44, 54 on this day, the last four years. So you know, it's always, oh, is it a buyer's market? Is it a seller's market? The unfortunate reality in this area is that it's it's almost always a seller's market. Yeah, mm -hmm. we haven't seen a buyer's market in a long time. Mm -mm. And so we have those numbers again, fairly consistent. Where do you think we're at for 2020? 73%. Oh, you did the math. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going 68%. Not the year I was born. I'm going 80%. 168%. Wow. What? There, so we'll get, we'll do the next step first. It's essentially the inverse of what we were just talking about. Another way to look at it is approximate months of inventory. So again, this talks about how much inventory is available and at the current price, theoretically speaking, how long could we last before we are sold out of everything? Mm -hmm. Again, they say no so over the month and they yeah we're actually pretty close <laughs> but they say six months of inventory is going to result in healthy gains it's average it's good it's not where you want to be but you'll get good value again that's six months looking at massachusetts and plymouth county the last four years 2.2 months two months 2.2 1.8 so five days mm-hmm -mm. One day. Yeah, I'm going to say like like 1.2 or something. Isn't that months? 1.2 months? In months, yes. Yeah. Um, um, 0.8. <laughs> yeah, 0.5. Oh. Oh, you can't change. <laughs> you heard our okay, answers. Okay, five days. Five days. We have five days of inventory left, everybody. Scoop <laughs> them up while you can. 0.6. Less than half a month. That is like... Crazy. Mm -hmm. It's. Mm -hmm. It is crazy. It's. Yeah, these numbers, Dustin. Is that our doorbell? I think it that's is. three minutes. Your two minute warning bell. 
Okay. You're entirely right, though. I, I never would have, being as far in it as I am, seeing the numbers like this is just a completely different ball game in a reality check as to how dire the inventory really is. I'm, I'm like, shocked. I'm shocked. Give that little stat that you have there in your notes, too. Offer to a date. Offer to, what is that, OTD? Oh, this is actually a fun one that I, again, because I was looking at this, I live in the South End up in Boston. And on this day, the last four years, we were talking about absorption rate, 92%, absolutely up there. It is a seller's market. And it is now the opposite of Plymouth County condos in the South End right now. We're down to 26% for absorption rate. Wow. So can I just say, Sam predicted that. Yeah. Um, he did. Because everybody's leaving the city. So once that gets under 20, it's going to become a buyer's market in the city. Which is, I mean, you look at years, it's, it hasn't even been remotely close to that. Borderline closer to where we are in Plymouth County now than where we have been. That is a really fun fact right there. That is. That's good. Oh, sorry, everybody. We got to go. Can you get us out? Oh, yeah. So uh, this is Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you want to listen to any of our past shows, you can go to talkrealestateroundtable.com. You can go to bostonconnect.com, get all our information. You can give us a call. Okay, we'll see you next week, I suppose. With our kind words. (laughs) With our kind words. Happy New Year, everybody. And then uh, Mel and Dustin and Ben, we need your word for the year. Remember. Bird. Did you say bird? Bird, bird, bird. I did. I said bird for the word for the year. As so long as they're not flipping it at anybody. Oh, we saved that for the good guys. <laughs> Have a good week, everybody. That is so interesting.